This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, the rain in Spain is staying mainly on the plane because we are meeting my fair shred. Love it. I'm so glad it's a shred storyline. I feel like it's a while since he's been in the spotlight. So it's just, it's always a delight to see him. Oh, it really is. And again, as you say, it has been too long. And he is so delightful in this episode that it just makes it even more of a mystery why they got rid of him after this season. I know. It's like they they literally have the kind of student turnover that the school in the books does. Like it's <laughs> what is going on? And Liz isn't even writing personal profiles. What is the point? <laughs> Well, as usual, we will get started with our Wikipedia and Amazon blurbs. And uh, here is the Wikipedia blurb. Mm. Shred is faced with military school. (gasps) These Patmans love sending kids off to military school, don't they? Don't they? You think with all their money, they'd at least send them to some like hoity-toity boarding school. I know, yeah. Um, Well, anyway, he... uh, uh, He's faced with military school and asks Lila and Jessica to teach him etiquette. That's kind of accurate, though Winston plays a more active role in the yeah, request. Yeah, Shred's more of a bystander while Winston kind of brokers the deal. But yeah, fair enough. Indeed. <laughs> Liz and Todd want to spice up their dull routine. Dull routine. They literally got back together at the end of the last episode, oh having been God. split up for the entire season. They've been back together for all of four minutes. Like. <laughs> But fight when they have very different ideas of what passes for, quote, romance. <laughs> Winston arranges a huge sign for the moon beach, but it blacks out the entire town. <laughs> We're getting every bit of a storyline in this, my God. <laughs> All three storylines, I'm amazed. Um, and I'm also amazed that this is astonishingly accurate. Oh my God, it is. That's... Wow, good job, Wikipedia. (laughs) It's rare enough that we say it. What's seldom is wonderful. (laughs) Uh, So how did Amazon fare? Oh, abruptly as usual. Uh, You get one storyline and you can fuck (laughs) off, basically. (laughs) So on Amazon, it is simply, Jessica and Lila teach Shred to be a gentleman. Oh, oh, they sure do. Mm, To the point. Well, we begin this Spoiler alert, delightful episode <laughs> at the Moon Beach. And Winston is reading yet another 
appallingly designed magazine in inverted commas. These things, I'm like, I was going to say MS Paint, but you know what? You could actually do something half decent in MS Paint. So I can't even say that it was thrown together there because what is going on with production design? (laughs) Seriously. Oh, this makes Good Morning Bob Russo (laughs) look like the cutting edge. Now, to be fair, Good Morning Bob Russo was a thing of beauty. And I, <laughs> I unironically love all of those computer screens. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Winston is reading this alleged Harvard Quarterly. Someone in the Harvard Publications Office should sue for libel. Yeah, I know. I know it's that, that's what the subtitle said, but I didn't fully believe that's what the title was and you couldn't make it out on the cover so I was just like mm, I am not mm. convinced this has anything to do with Harvard <laughs> they did say it I know this like it wasn't just because I was reading the subtitles too but it, mm. like I don't think the subtitles were wrong because it sounded like that's what Winston was mm. calling it okay um, and he did say like oh you can't argue with HQ uh, and apparently what HQ is saying is that signs are the answer and he doesn't mean like signs from I don't know God or uh, <laughs> or his love signs like the last episode <laughs> <laughs> what sign would you say Winston is oh God hmm. what sort of energy does he have <laughs> share share your thoughts probably to Alpha sisters let's get into it brothers get some astrology memes going <laughs> oh uh, well, yeah, he thinks what the Moon Beach needs is a sign. Uh, and while he's waxing lyrical about signs, Manny is sort of rummaging around <laughs> a giant box. It's so enormous. Like, it's the biggest cardboard box you've ever seen. And the whole time that Winston is going on about signage being the answer, like, Manny is very comedically, like, just digging through this, like, mass of styrofoam bits and pieces, like the kind of mm. really environmentally unfriendly packing <laughs> oh. peanuts that used to be the thing. Um, like, there's so much packing in this box. It is actually quite funny. But he eventually gets to the end of it and reveals the sign that Winston has ordered. Or is it? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, that is the question. Because uh, the, the the sign that has been, despite the fact, bear in mind, the sign is flat. It has been packed in this giant box filled with styrofoam peanuts. It reads... Toxic waste dump. Oh no. So Winston laments that they've sent the wrong sign. But uh, Manny <laughs> answers back that, well, it's either that or they tasted your chili. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to say, I'm happy to see Manny because he's been missing for the last couple episodes too. And actually he and Winston are a delightful double act in this they episode. Are. Yeah, they're very enjoyable. Well, the credits roll. And then we cut to the Casadel Wakefield where Todd is extremely annoyingly Zapping through the channels. Now, my <laughs> husband has been prone to do this and it drives me insane. So I am 100% team Liz. <laughs> yeah, Angus is guilty of that too. He is just physically <laughs> allergic to ads and he just can't go <laughs> So he'll just start clicking straight away to find something else. <laughs> well, uh, Liz is like, can you stop doing that? And Todd says that he can't let all these channels go to waste. <laughs> But Liz doesn't want to watch TV at all. She wants to do something more romantic. And Todd says, nothing could be more romantic than cuddling on the couch in the soft glow of the TV screen. Um, So when he turns the TV back on, because Liz has turned it off, uh, we discover just how romantic it is because there's an ad for some sort of fungus cream. Oh God, it's grim. Yeah, the voiceover is going on about stinky feet 
and poor Liz is just like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so she shows up the newspaper, um, which features an article about ro- the best romantic weekend ideas. Mm. But uh, Todd scoffs. <laughs> yeah, he insists that uh, he doesn't need that and he can plan a romantic weekend all by himself. So Liz kind of perks up at this and she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, right after Canadian ping pong finals and then just goes back to whatever channel they were on. And we then hear yep. a commentator talking about a team from Montreal, I think. We do. <laughs> Good luck to them. I guess. <laughs> well, we cut to the moon beach where Lila and Jessica each decked out in uh, their in their I guess signature colour definitely signature colour for Lila because mm. she's in baby blue yeah. uh, while Jessica's in a sort of a bright pink and they're in shock they are they're very stressed out they're like I can't believe this has happened and they're like it seems like something really disastrous uh, is yeah. going on uh, and we eventually find out through the back and forth that they're worried that they've apparently been uninvited uh, to the Patman silver and gold ball which apparently is the biggest event of the social season uh, yeah, because they say uninvited, which usually means that you've previously been invited. <laughs> but that's not what we discovered. That is not what they mean. They haven't been invited at all. In the first place. Yeah, it's very yeah. strange. <laughs> but um, Jessica is sure this must be a mistake. And she asks Lila to check the guest list, which has appeared in the uh, delightfully named Social Excluder <laughs> magazine. <laughs> Yes, and Lila insists that the social excluder never makes mistakes. Uh, so their names are not on the list and it's not looking good for the pair of them and their hopes to uh, attend this fancy ball. Well, Jessica says it'll doubtless be a boring affair, you know, full of old stuck in the muds. But Lila checks the list and she sees the name of a w- Randall Winthrop. <laughs> Winner of the waspiest name of the year. So bad. But yeah, she reveals apparently he's a second year in Harvard. He's got a six digit trust fund uh, and he's captain of the polo team. So this is all exactly Lila's type of guy. But uh, Jessica kind of scoffs and she's like, yeah, whatever, like exactly stuffy guys. Just what I said. Um, Until Lila reads further about the uh, wonderfully named Chandler Harding. (laughs) Yes, apparently he's been kicked out of multiple East Coast prep schools. He's been uh, he's been a motor racer um, of some kind. So yeah. that means he was like Formula One. Or oh, no, he also he gave up modeling to race cars around Europe, uh, and his <laughs> his dad owns Harding Film Studios. <gasps> so he's very much Jessica's speed. <laughs> So Jessica's like, okay, desperate times call for desperate measures and only one person can help them now. And Lana's like, you don't mean. And Jessica says, I'm afraid so. (laughs) And who could their saviour be? Why, of course, we cut immediately to the very delightful Shred. Yay! (laughs) All is not good in Shredville. Oh, sadly, no. He asks Winston if he's ever had one of those days when you can't do anything right. And Winston's like, "Uh, yeah, every day. I mean, Winston, your life choices have led you to a full time job as a diner manager. Like, oh, God. I, I, we've never given any reason to believe that Winston has to do this because his family needs his earnings. So hmm. really, Winston, just stay in school. Just please go back to school. <laughs> We're worried about you. <laughs> so uh, Shred says he's got serious problems because his dad is uh, is going to wants to send him to military school because he insulted, <laughs> amazingly, 
the ambassador of Santa Dora. Fucking incredible. I actually shrieked. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. Same. <laughs> but yeah, it's poor Shred. Apparently the like hang 10 sign. I think that's what it is. The one where you stick out yeah. like, your thumb and your little finger. Um, which he always does as a surfer dude. Uh, but apparently uh, that means your wife looks like a warthog to the people of Santa Dora. So <laughs> clearly he inadvertently caused some uh, some offence there. <laughs> Mon Dieu, I don't know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, Reginald Senior was so annoyed, he wants to send Shred off to the same military school as Cousin Bruce. Oh, poor one out for Cousin Bruce. Well, at least they remember he exists. I know. <laughs> um, so unless Shred cleans up his act, he's off to... Um, to a to base camp. Fucking I don't know. Camp, I don't know. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're mad for military schools and uh, storylines on telly, aren't they, in American stuff? Yeah, they really <laughs> oh, are. It's like the ultimate threat. It's like, if you don't get your act together, you're going to military school. It was the same with Bill and Ted, wasn't it? Wasn't that where... It um, was. That's where... Um, Ted's dad wanted to send him off to yes. military school. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they do this to our, these beautiful boys. <laughs> Leave these lovely server boys alone. <laughs> they just want to skateboard and play their guitars. <laughs> These these jovial dudes. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the first step um, in Shred's attempt to avoid military school is uh, complying with Reginald Senior's demands that Shred dress up in a monkey suit and talk like a regular hundo. That's his dick. Yeah, he reckons if he can manage to impress his dad's snobby friends at this shindig, then uh, it might just get him a chance to uh, to get out of this mess. Well, Winston says he can do this. Like, all he has to do is dress up, pose a lot and act really shallow. So uh, he leads Shred over to the experts in all those fields. <laughs> yeah, I guess Shred's like, how do I do that? And we kind of pan across to like Winston looking at Jess and Lila, who actually, as soon as they spot Shred, so we're like, we're all on the same page, kind of, we just don't realise it yet because they're running up to Shred, begging him for an invite uh, to the, the silver and gold ball. So he's like, well, you know, maybe I could wangle something for you. But then Winston quite smoothly steps in and is like, yes, he'll do it for a price. So yes, Winston makes a deal. Shred <laughs> will get them into the soiree after they give him a crash course in etiquette. Yeah, and quite wonderfully, as uh, as Winston puts it, he's like, you know, posing, acting shallow, all the things you do so well. <laughs> and Jessica says, flattery will get you nowhere, which I liked. <laughs> Me too. So while this exchange is taking place, Shred has wandered off and then we cut to him at the counter, throwing snacks into his mouth and making seal noises. <laughs> Just the full like clapping arc arc thing. It's very entertaining. <laughs> well, we might be entertained, but Jessica and Lila are not. Not so much. <laughs> So we cush to Sweet Valley High and uh, Liz is in the Oracle office where she again seems to be the only staffer. <laughs> she is holding that place together all by herself. <laughs> but uh, Todd runs in and says he has the perfect weekend plan. Yeah, it's the one she's been waiting for, apparently. So um, he begins by telling her the plan is that they're going to go to the batting cages uh, and they'll be side by side. So he's going to bat left handed so they can gaze at each other as they, as they wallop baseballs around the place, I suppose. <laughs> um, and he said that will be followed by a candlelit dinner at the medieval trough. <laughs> 
You had me at medieval trough. <laughs> now, for a second, I thought it was going to be one of those kind of like, is it like medieval times? The one where they do like a jousting show and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. I would be into that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Same. They don't. Strangely enough, those things do not exist in Europe as no. far as I know. <laughs> Definitely not. Not that I've come, come across anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, apparently it's a restaurant where you can only eat with your hands. Um, so Liz is like, wow, I'm getting goosebumps very sarcastically. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of cuisines that one does eat with one's hands, but I'm imagining that what's in the trough mm. is like a sort of a stew. It surely. expected to sort of <laughs> scoop out. <laughs> <laughs> Once my brother-in-law years ago was so drunk coming home from a gig <laughs> that he got a Chinese takeaway. Oh no! And the next morning he was like, "Wow, wow! I just vague memory. I ate that Chinese takeaway, but but how?" And then he looked at his coat, and the cuffs were covered in sauce. Oh Christ! <laughs> he ate it with his bare hands. Wow, that is dedication and also quite the level of drunkenness to just well, when go you're to town the- on a sweet and sour <laughs> with your bare hands. When you're in your 20s, these things happen. It's true. <laughs> but uh, Liz would not be impressed by such spy dining uh, and she's not impressed by the late the next instalment in Todd's date of dreams. <laughs> no, because he's like, don't worry, there's more. And Liz is like, I'm afraid. <laughs> but it is quite good. But yeah, Todd reveals that the, uh, the, the finishing... <laughs> Grand gesture is uh, two front row ringside tickets uh, to a sold out hockey game on Sunday. And as Todd excitedly points out, they'll be so close to the ice, they'll be able to hear their bones break. Well, Liz is understandably appalled. It was like, this is meant to be a romantic weekend. And Todd's like, it is. And Liz says rather brilliantly, yeah, if you're a Viking. That was which such I quite like. I love that. Because honestly, from doing the like no context Sweet Valley High account, which is on Instagram, <laughs> by the way, and you can follow. But um, Liz, Please ne- do. Liz never gets the zinger lines. She hardly ever gets the really funny kind of one liners. So it is nice to see her getting a few in. It is because she can deliver them when she gets them. I think she's very underused for Definitely. the comedy. Definitely. Um, yeah. Because uh, when she gets a chance to be funny, she's actually pretty funny. She really is. Yeah. Like Jessica, like my folder for Jessica lines is just ginormous. And then everybody else is <laughs> relatively evenly uh, divvied up. But like, yeah, Liz hardly ever gets the uh, the good jokes. But yeah, when she does, she's great. So yeah, it's a pity they didn't give her more to do. Hmm. Well, Todd isn't impressed by this And he's like, okay, well, you plan a romantic weekend She's like, I will And he's like, well, good And she's like, yeah, great <laughs> So they're at an impasse mm. Well, we cut to the moon beach Where Winston and Manny are carrying out giant letters <laughs> um, With sort of, stu- like, outlined in light bulbs mm. And apparently they're going to create a moon beach sign That will be visible from space <laughs> Essentially, yeah And it's so funny because, like, they're each holding one letter So, like, one has an E and one has an N uh, Because this sign is going to be so ginormous It's like, these letters are comedically huge yes. like they're both struggling to carry their one letter each so I don't even think the moon beach is big enough to hold those sizes of letters <laughs> to spell out the entire name but anyway it's a it's a good visual gag anyway <laughs> when they kind of struggle through with these gigantic letters and uh, Manny wonders how uh, Winston can possibly afford these huge signs with all their light bulbs I mean he's speaking for all of us with this question but uh, Winston reveals he's passing the cost on to the customer and we hear an extra go five dollars for a Pepsi Yeah, welcome to 2023 extra 
was just thinking that. Quite reasonable now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say also, the moon beach, speaking of inflation, seems to have expanded <laughs> in this episode. It seems to have like a whole suite of rooms. Like we keep seeing characters move from one to the other in a way that kind of makes it look more spacious. Because they're bit. like in the they're in the pool room mm. and we keep seeing another room behind the pool room. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah, because usually the layout is like there's the main kind of diner and then the pool room to the back. But yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's the, the, the geography or the layout is a bit all over the place this week for sure. <laughs> well, I guess they've got to make room for those giant letters. Well, this is it. <laughs> so Liz approaches Todd in the pool room and she's got her own plan for a romantic date. She sure, she sure does. And it's so clear, like... How badly suited these people are for each other. Oh my God, yes. <sighs> because like for a minute I thought she was like planning this to like make a point that like this is how ridiculous your one sounded to me. Now check this out. But anyway, her plan very earnestly is that they go for a gourmet vegetarian dinner at the Blushing Zucchini. Um, so we are getting continuity yeah. on Liz being a vegetarian. So that does seem to be, maybe it's just something we didn't notice before. <laughs> um, that is then followed by going to the raindrop room for some ballroom dancing. Um, and they're going to finish things. And of course, the whole time she's telling all of this to Todd, he's interjecting with like, oh God, what a snooze. Oh God, waking oh, up when you're done. <laughs> he's so rude. Like really astonishingly rude. Yeah, so she finishes it out then with the uh, finishing out the night with uh, a bookstore reading by Toni Morrison. And of course, Todd is like, who's he? <laughs> and Liz is like, she won the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> Didn't think we'd have a Toni Morrison reference in Sweet Valley High. Quite pleased that we did. Unex- unexpected, I have to say. <laughs> but, you know, good for you, Liz. Um, but yeah, of course, Todd thinks this whole thing just sounds totally boring and is absolutely not the way he would want to spend his weekend at all. Um, so Liz says that he's totally clueless when it comes to romance and he's like, oh yeah, well, look who's talking more or less. And she says she's going to spend the weekend um, just working at the Oracle. Mm. And he says he's going to spend it wanting sports on TV. And she has an idea for her top story, the death of romance in the 90s. Oh God. Yeah. Then he's like, perfect. You're the expert. And it's all this like barbed back and forth. And my notes here were just like, this is annoying. <laughs> Oh my God, he is so charmless. Um, I though I have to say, he does have a moment later where he is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's not the actor's fault. No. He must be given directions to just play Todd as a surly so bore. Surly. Oh my God. But also, this like, is the exact like thing that made them break up in the first place that they could never yes! spend time together enjoying what the other was doing and it's like so nothing has changed you're still not suited for each other but now we all it's all our problem apparently <laughs> we've got to sit through your tedious bickering <laughs> yeah well we cut to shreds gaff and uh lila tells him to lose the gum and not very classily, Lila. Mm. She hands him a vase to spit it into, which is completely <laughs> disgusting. It really is. It's grim. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he reveals it's a bad idea and calls her lilac, which I really like. <laughs> <laughs> He's done that before and I love it every time. Yes, I just love it. But it's like, it's not that type of thing where like you're getting someone's name wrong on purpose. He's just giving yeah. everyone nicknames randomly and it's adorable. Um, it but yeah, he says that uh, it's not a good idea anyway to use this vase to like spit his gum into, of course, uh, mm. because it Apparently it was given to his dad by King Tiki Masala. What a sweet Jesus. Yeah. Didn't love that. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, when we, um, spoiler alert, we will meet King Tiki Masala. <clears throat> yeah. And I guess it's not as bad as it could be. I guess. he is 
very clearly white. Oh God, it's it's all very strange. But uh, yeah, he just says that. Look, if there's one scratch on that thing, I am straight to military school. So basically, yeah. end that buzz and walk away from it. Well, Jessica says it's hopeless, and Shred uh, is um, is is not very um, you know is, is, is harsh by this and he's like oh you don't have to be so harsh and Jessica turns nasty and she's like harsh try getting up at dawn and running 10 miles before breakfast and Lila's like yeah with a shaved head oh poor little Shreddles looks terrified at this prospect of his military school future he really does but then <laughs> <gasps> oh then <laughs> Well, it's only a bloody montage. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, it's so good. It's been so long since we had a montage that I was so delighted. I'd kind of forgotten to ever expect them anymore because it's just been ages. So when, when this popped up, I was just like, oh, fucking nice one. A montage. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> and a montage featuring the clothes rail, which is always a good sign. Literally, my notes were like Lila and her trusty dress rail. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you got a Lila doll That's one of the accessories she'd come with It's just like a clothes rack filled with stuff <laughs> Well she's got a whole I don't know where she got this Did they rent them? Did she steal George's wardrobe? <laughs> I don't know But she's got a whole rail full of like Evening, men's evening mm. clothes Tuxedos, mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of suits um, <laughs> She's got Shred's hair in a ponytail And as the sort of generic uh, <laughs> Early <laughs> 90s Actually it's not even early 90s It's 1997 But this music has been the same since the 70s <laughs> Very generic rock is like Gotta let it out Count to three and they will scream and shout <laughs> Best of all I'm gonna hang out with you <laughs> Not very relevant to the action, but Not at uh, all. <laughs> no. But it is a gas little montage. We've got like a shred trying to figure out cufflinks. He's wearing a dress shirt. He's very confused by all the components. He's got a cummerbund like slung over his shoulder, and he kind of takes it down and looks at it in complete confusion. Um, I think at one point, then when Lila's turns away to her little rail of tuxedos, yeah. she turns back and Shred is there with the cummerbund like wrapped around his head like a bandana, and the cufflinks are up his nose, and he's just like doing a scary vampire face at her. So her and Jessica are just like leg it off the screen. They're like, oh god! I thought that it was completely delightful because he sort of does a sort of prances towards yeah. them, but I have no idea why he's doing sort of a vampire face with. Conflicts up his nose and a well, bandana. He's Shredula, surf vampire. We have established that oh, as shit. one of his little alter ego characters. Oh my god! <laughs> he's back. Consistency. There you go. You just you see when you don't expect it, it just absolutely hammers you in one episode, and it's like wow, fair play. <laughs> well, the next shot is of the girls gapping on, I guess, Shred's bed while Shred lies in front of them with a. Um, his hair in like a shower cap he's got a face mask on he's got cucumbers on his eyes but of course he takes one off takes a little bite out of it yeah I think he just flings the other one away maybe or something like that but yeah it's very funny Lila gives out to him uh, like slaps his hand and they put them back on Um, but yeah and then we cut to like him like ballroom dancing with Jessica Lila is like standing on the stairs like with a conductor's baton just like (laughs) conducting this whole thing it's fucking delightful (laughs) it really is and it really looks like they pulled out the stops with the set that is a fancy Fancy gaff We have at least one fancy room With a fancy table in it And a staircase And they are making The absolute most of it Fair play to them (laughs) They are (laughs) Well Then 
in my favourite moment <laughs> of the entire episode, we cut to Shred standing firmly uh, uh, erect. <laughs> what a better word? Shoulders back. <laughs> Head <laughs> up. Yes. Skateboard on his head. <laughs> And he is saying with perfect enunciation, the dude is rude who crudely chews his food. <laughs> it's so good. The fact that it's a skateboard on his head rather than books, books. it's yeah. just genius. Like, well done, those people. <laughs> they can't get a magazine cover right, but they can do side gags. <laughs> oh, and they can do a variation on the rain in Spade stays ready on the plane. I do feel we missed an opportunity when the girls high five and triumph that one of them could have said, by George, I think he's got it. Oh, <laughs> that really would have just been a cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yes, we do uh, have um, have his new little catchphrase, and I have to say that I did have the dude is crude who crudely chews his food stuck in my head <laughs> all tracks. afternoon. I, mean, I don't know what they expected to happen, but like, yeah, it worked perfectly. <laughs> so uh, they they're uh, delighted. Uh, Shred is is like you know, yeah, they've done it, and he's going to be staying here. No. Uh, no military school for the Shredster. Yay. But his celebrations go awry. Oh no. So yeah, he hugs Jessica and then kind of like dances Lila <laughs> around a little bit. Um, and unfortunately, when he out like throws his arms out in delight, he knocks over the fancy vase from earlier and it smashes. <gasps> and then we see his dad's shadow um saying, that's enough. Pack your bags, you're going to military school. No. Um, now, you sort of see or assume when you just see the shadow, it's like, okay, this is another example where they're not going to show, show any parent. parent. Yeah. But actually, we do see his face later. So I don't know what the point of this dramatic shot was unless the so weird. director was feeling a bit film noir. Maybe. Or like they had this guy for literally 10 minutes and that was it. And otherwise it's all shadows and back of head. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Shred is stunned and he says, just call me Private Shred. You think with all their money, they'd like get him a commission. <laughs> You'd be an officer. Be like, I don't know, first lieutenant Shred or something. Surely. <laughs> but yeah, poor Shred. He's very glum and he's just like, well, I better start packing. And his poor, sad little face. Um, and then Jessica kind of watches him leave and very distressed. She's like, we're still going to the party, though, right? Because <laughs> that is her priority, of course. <laughs> And my favourite moment, she calls after him, Private Shred! <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to the moon beach where we learn that Todd has been sitting in a booth watching his tiny portable television. <laughs> I guess it's the one he took camping. Yeah. For eight <laughs> fucking hours. Oh, God. Yeah, because Winston comes over to him and points out that's how long he's been here. Um, and Todd is like, yeah, so I think he hands him a burger or something on a plate. Yeah. But um. Winston is like, yeah, but you know, that little screen is bad for your eyes. You should watch that, you know, all that stuff on a big TV, like the one in your house. He's basically like, get out of my diner. You're doing my head in. He does deliver that very well he and does. barely concealed annoyance. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Which is a reasonable way to be dealing with Todd, I feel like. Oh my God, yes. But Todd insists well, that he's happy where he is because he's got a comfy booth. He's got people bringing him food. So he doesn't see any reason to uh, get the fuck out of Winston's hair. Yeah, all his needs are fulfilled. Mm. Though he would like a pillow, which Winston is not going to provide him with. No. <laughs> so Maddie approaches Winston and asks when the big uh, 
sign turn on is going to take place mm-hmm. and Winston reveals it's going to be 8pm but Maddie fears it'll you know be so dazzling it'll blind everybody and Winston says and not if they buy moon beach sunglasses yeah apparently they're only 29.99 a pair and he's like what $30 for sunglasses what is going on here and Winston's like they've got a sign to pay for so <laughs> well we cut to the Oracle office. Liz is getting tired and does well she might because her article sounds absolutely stupid. Oh God. We, yeah, we kind of hear her like like narrating as she's typing and like the one line we do here is romance used to mean holding hands. Now it means holding the remote control. It's like, all right, Carrie Bradshaw, fucking power <laughs> down for the night maybe. <laughs> Which she does because she's yawning, she's sleepy and she ends up just kind of like laying her head down on her arms and going for a little snooze. Well, we cut to the party, the... Silver gold ball, even though nobody is wearing silver and gold no. and there is no sign of any silver and gold decorations, even like <laughs> a few balloons. But anyway, there's a lot of extras. Like this is they I feel that they threw the the, the boat out when it mm. came to the budget for, for this episode. They went all out. They got a fancy set, they got lots of extras. Yeah, they yeah. were uh, they got some like, tuxedos for people. They yeah, they, <laughs> oh. they they went, they they really splashed out for this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the girls are harassing random guests, basically asking, do you have a trust fund? Do you drive race cars? Uh, looking for uh, Randall and Chandler, oh, whatever the hell their names yeah. were. It is very funny because there's like this guy standing between the two of them and he's just being bombarded with questions. And he's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so Jessica's like, fine, I'm just going to have to like make an announcement sort of demanding <laughs> that they come to her. And she starts to, you know, do the ding, ding, ding on the side of her glass. But Lila rightly takes the cutlery away from her. Lila looks so horrified. <laughs> it's great. But then a very dapper shred appears and says, good evening, mademoiselles. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, they're kind of wondering why he's seeing this through. But he points out that he's got nothing to lose now, so he might as well be fancy. And maybe this effort will win his dad around at the last minute. Yeah. And then he says, oh, check it out. The dude is rude <laughs> who crudely chooses food. And Jessica's like, very nice. Now, find us these, you know, find, find their victims. Basically. Um, Trent delightfully says, very well, madame. It's <laughs> great. And then, what? Uh, I don't even know. I, just, I was so confused by this. So like, confused by the outfit, by his appearance. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I know you can't, uh, like, race is a social construct on many levels. Mm. You don't know how anybody, what anybody's heritage is or how mm. they identify. <laughs> well, this looks like a very white person yes. in <laughs> a gold satin turban. Mm-hmm. And a sort of random kind of cloak. It's like a purple and, robe or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a monocle. And a monocle. <laughs> and a shirt. Like a dress shirt. Or it's a baffling costume. And then he speaks with this like really posh English accent. So absolutely none of it joins up and makes any sense whatsoever. Um, but Shred walks up to this guy anyway and just does his, the dude is rude. Choose <laughs> crudely on his food. And the guy kind of looks, his monocle actually pops out, which I did really like. <laughs> he's holding a canopy. <laughs> and he kind of looks at Shred and he's like, 
yeah, well said, my good chap. <laughs> sure, it just kind of moves on. But I do love that this is like his little kind of I'm civilized catchphrase. <laughs> just kind of wander around going, the dude is rude who crudely chews his food. Basically, yeah. In Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire, Hurricanes <laughs> hardly ever happen. <laughs> Yes, I did watch My Fair Lady quite a lot as a child. I'm starting to realise that. <laughs> I could have danced. All the- no, we'll stop now. Well, Winston dresses the crowd through uh, Back of the Moon Beach mm. through a loudspeaker and is like, you know, it's, you know, oh, attention everyone. And Manny's like, you don't need the loudspeaker. There's only six of us. <laughs> And Winston makes a dramatic speech. Oh God, he does. He, um, yeah, he he proclaims that this sign will be a beacon to the burgerless masses, uh, to the hungry and the thirsty. Uh, so it will draw all these people apparently to the uh, oasis of food that is the Moon Beach. Um, Manny's like, just turn it on already. <laughs> Some of the extras are getting in on the action as well. They're like, turn it on. <laughs> So everybody duly puts on their Moon Beach sunglasses. <laughs> like um, they're going to watch like an atomic ex- test. Very that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, Winston hits a switch and we just see like all the, the the six kind of like Manny and the extras just being absolutely blasted with this huge bright light. Um, but then it all knocks off again as soon as it went on. <gasps> I can't believe it, says one of the extras. <laughs> they're exclaiming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they, they're all kind of looking around in confusion. And I think, is it Manny or Winston? I can't remember. One of the men always yeah. says that the sign has basically caused a blackout because it looks like power is <gasps> gone all over Sweet Valley. And Winston is like, oh, uh, do you think anyone will notice? <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut for a second back to the party. The girls have spotted their prey, but... <gasps> Then the lights go out. Mm-hmm. We cut to the Oracle office where Liz is just still asleep. And then we cut to inside the Moon Beach where Todd is slumbering <laughs> and dreaming. Oh my God. This is the thing. We got a montage, which I was already delighted with. And then they treat us <gasps> to a dream sequence. <laughs> Not one, but two. Oh my God. Like we are so spoiled in this episode. <laughs> oh, so... Uh, Todd's dream sequence He's still in the moon beach But then uh, Liz appears in full Hockey, ice hockey garb And like, you think sports are romantic? Let's get real romantic And starts sort of brandishing a hockey stick At him She kind of wallops him with this stick yeah. Like this whole sequence is hilarious Because it's done with this like That it's Todd's point of view So she's yeah. just, like, yelling into the camera I think it was like, a bit of a fisheye effect Going on as well or something It's yeah, all very it feels... surreal But yeah she's just yelling at him like let's get ready to rumble and basically like wallops him with the hockey stick <laughs> and then uh he's sort of reeling and Liz is back in basketball gear yeah so she's dribbling a basketball again still in the moon beach and she's like throwing the ball at the camera like it's at his face <laughs> it's very funny so like Liz is just being super aggressive in, in all of these like mad little iterations of her um so she's like come on keep up what's wrong keep up Wilkins <laughs> and again he's kind of like it's a, like a, a basketball to the face so like the, the kind of camera point of view like moves down to the ground moves up again and again we have Liz but this time she's dressed as a boxer in these like very cute, like, pink uh, Everlast shorts <laughs> it's a great outfit so she's got the boxing gloves she's like alright Wilkins ready for the big one two and just like punches the camera like she's just knocked him out <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, Todd is is appalled and uh, wakes up going, no. <laughs> He's very distraught. <laughs> and uh, Winston comes in and Todd is like, um, oh, I have to find Liz. And Winston's like, okay, sure. But if anybody asks, uh, you don't know anything about the sign. And it's <laughs> like, or Todd's like, yeah, whatever. I just want to find Liz. It is great, though, because when Winston kind of shakes him awake as he's kind of coming out of this dream anyway, Winston's like, it's okay, the boogeyman's gone. There's no monster under your table. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Todd basically just legs it out of there immediately. He's like, I've got to find Liz. That's what I need to do right now. I can't be dealing with this blackout stuff. (laughs) Well, Liz, back in the Oracle office, (laughs) is having her own dream. I can't believe we've got two dream sequences and a montage. I know, seriously. You wait forever for a dream sequence and two of them turn up at once. Seriously. It is genuinely (laughs) properly hilarious. And this is like the best Todd has ever been because he is wearing a smoking jacket, holding a candelabra. Like wafting it in front of the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, it's time to get romantic, honey pie. Oh my God. he presents her with roses and then it's like, oh, what do we have here? And he opens a picnic basket. Oh, yes, he pulls out two like heart-shaped bowls. Like they went all out on the props for this. <laughs> These two heart-shaped bowls. And he's like, oh, what do we have here? Spinach souffle for two. And he's doing it all with this really like weird manic energy. And like <laughs> in fairness to like, is it Jeremy Vincent Garrett? It's yeah. like, he's he is funny. It's like, let him be funny because he's got it in him. <laughs> Well, he's just having it up and it is hilarious because yeah. he's like, oh, it's funny. I used to hate vegetables, but now I love everything you love, my love, <laughs> which is actually a bit like what Todd was, you know, the sort of th- thing Todd was saying in the last uh, book episode. Oh, yeah. Where he's all like, you're the only reason oh, I'm God. living. <laughs> yeah, it was concerning. <laughs> And uh, Dream Liz is like, uh, what? What are you talking about? And uh, um, what are you doing? And Dream Todd says, you're right, as always. We need leisure. And then he sort of spins around, licking his fingers, like, dance with me. <laughs> yeah. And again, like Liz, because again, it's all done like as the, the camera point of view is, is Liz. <laughs> She's like, are you okay? Um, so then he kind of like lays down on like a picnic blanket <laughs> on the ground. Because this is all happening in the Oracle office. So oh, of course, yeah. laying down on this like a tartan picnic blanket on the floor of the office. And he's like, come, come to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the come, the come that made me laugh out loud. So funny. He's like, I know how much you like to read, so I wrote you a poem. (laughs) (laughs) He sure did. And he delivers it with high drama. It's like, Liz, we are alike, both you and me. We are two leaves from the same tree. Two fish swimming in the sea. (laughs) (laughs) So we then kind of cut back to Liz asleep in the office, waking up going, no! And she finds herself in darkness. Uh oh. <laughs> well, we cut briefly back to the party where Shred is walking through the the 
pitch black crowd uh, offering guest glow sticks to illuminate it's the uh, so the good. festivities. Oh my God. He's walking around very proper with his slick ponytail. He's literally holding a huge platter of glow sticks and just yeah, handing the them to people. It's brilliant. And then the weird turban guy is like, ah, oh, capital idea. So he's very impressed with this uh <laughs> this idea of shreds. <laughs> well, at school, Liz tries to turn the lights on, but of course they don't work. And then mm. Todd arrives with a torch and they hug and he reveals that it's an all over town blackout and says he was really worried about her. And she's like, oh, you were? And he's like, yeah, of course I was. Mm. So thankfully, they apologise to each other and uh, they agree that they'll, you know, try again next weekend. And um, he says to, uh, she says to, to, to Todd like you wouldn't want to go ballroom dancing would you and he's like well not really just <laughs> yeah because then he's like how does hockey sound and she's like terrible and he's like okay great <laughs> so Liz knows a romantic evening they can both agree on a blackout and they kiss and the lights go on so Liz just leads over and turns it off oh it is kind of a cute moment it's just I don't know. It also feels slightly unearned because Todd is generally so surly and not charming. But like, oh. he did have his moments in this episode, I will say, because that dream sequence was very funny. It was. But again, that was dream Todd, not yeah. real Todd. So True. Was... <laughs> Credit to the actor, not the character. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so we cut back to the party at the Patman mansion and uh, Shred is in the middle of the, the crowd uh, and going, everybody conga! Oh my God, it's great. <laughs> So yeah, the lights have come back on everywhere, it seems like. So yeah, Shred's now leading a conga line, <laughs> which is great. He's having such a good time. <laughs> and so with the extras, one of them, uh, you can hear an elderly extra go, love this shindig. Oh, <laughs> oh brilliant. <laughs> and uh, even King Tiki Masala, for it is he, oh, um, approaches Shred's dad and says, totally cranking party, Patman. <laughs> I mean, I was confused enough about this character and then they reveal that he is in fact his majesty, King Tiki Masala. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? But yes, he's very impressed by Shred and his resourcefulness um, and says that he has the makings of a fine ambassador. Indeed. And uh, Shred's dad calls uh, the Shredster side and uh, this is where we see his face. So it's not like they were just getting an extra to put their back to the camera and do some overdubs later. It was so weird because that, like at the start of this scene, it was all filmed like you could just see the back of Red, of his dad's head and it was like oh okay it's this back of head thing is what we're going for obviously because we did have that before when he was sitting at a desk in his office like, yeah yelling at Shred so yeah the one that actually kind of pans around and we see his face I was like oh, okay it's some random dude what what a <laughs> the mysterious silhouette yeah, okay <laughs> well Shred says oh I think I know what's coming and then his dad says I'm proud of you son and uh Shred is like, oh, okay, I didn't know <laughs> because this was not what he was expecting. Um, so his dad says the party could have been a disaster in the blackout, but now but Shred saved the day, so mm. pack your bags. And he says, things would be too dull around here without you. Now where's that conga line? Okay. <laughs> off, he, off he comes. He's happy out, yeah. Very changeable, these um, rich men, aren't they? The Batmans. <laughs> Very. Was about to send his son off to military school on a whim, and then it's like, well, you found some glow sticks. You can stay. Okay. 
Well, the girls have finally found their uh, their dream hunks and they mm. dance over to them. And Shred says, compadres, allow me to introduce you to two of the finest betties in Sweet Valley. <laughs> yes, so he introduces, oh, what are they, like Randall and Chandler, such stupid names. Um, so Jessica's like, oh, do you race cars in Europe? And uh, yeah, I guess Chandler, I guess, uh, turns to her and says, that's way historical because <gasps> apparently, thanks to his good but Reggie here he's leaving that hondo lifestyle behind and he's going to tour the world for the perfect wave <laughs> yeah both of them are him and Chandler uh, or is he Chandler and he's, no, he's, he's Chandler, Chandler the other yeah. one's Randall Ram- yeah <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, and um, when the girls ask about their trust funds, uh, Chandler says, trust funds are for Quinbees. <laughs> and Shred reveals they gave away all their do-a-me to help the whales. Oh, I love it. Saving the whales remains the prevailing charity cause in Sweet Valley, <laughs> both in print and on screen. <laughs> Very of its time. So good. Well, uh, yeah, the Chandler wants to leave the party to go night surfing. <laughs> And uh, says, cowabunga, babes. And uh, as they go, Shred has one request of the of, for the trust fund lads. Yeah. Do me a favour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it's just a line we haven't heard from him in ages. Because it was such as like, like the intro thing for Shred was him always saying, do me a favour, call me Shred. <laughs> And it's back. Oh, oh so many catchphrases. I he's got a, a new one. He's got an old one. They're all coming together and it's oh, delightful. It's all happening. I'm so happy. <laughs> well, the girls are appalled. Yeah. So the next day, I guess, Winston and Manny are carrying in uh, the burnt out sign. Like all the, the bulbs are all smoked out oh. um, into the moon beach. And uh, they see a cop at the counter. <gasps> yeah. So Winston, Winston looks really frightened and he thinks he's going to be arrested because of the blackout. So he kind of, he's like, okay, Manny, uh, help me hide these signs. So the pair of them kind of like shuffle off with their giant M and E. Um, mm-hmm. And as they're about to kind of turn, the cop kind of turns to him and he's like, you know, what do I, what have I got to do to get a donut around here? Hilariously. And uh, Winston in a panic is like, oh, uh, help yourself, sir. They're free today. <laughs> so the cop is like, mm, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so he like makes a huge production out of like taking a donut off the fucking stand that's there and putting it into a little bag. But um, this lasts of, for so long. Oh my like, God, it goes on for ages. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the fucking donut and go. But anyway. <laughs> We kind of see like, I don't know, Manny and Winston must have like disappeared around a corner. So they come back uh, yeah. without the the two things. And they're like, God, never would have realized that like pile of metal and broken glass was a huge sign at one point. But um, yeah. yeah, then the the cop kind of as they come back in is like, God, that was some blackout, huh? And Winston's like, oh, blackout, you say? <laughs> Just really <laughs> trying to play completely innocent. But then the cop reveals that he's like, yeah, yeah, apparently a road crew cut through a power <gasps> line last night. Uh oh! Um, yeah, poor Winston. <laughs> There's actually nothing to do with his big ridiculous sign. <gasps> yeah, uh, and uh, as the cop leaves, uh, he says, "Yeah, I didn't even know this place was here. You really should get a better sign." Oh! <laughs> look and at agony. The agony on Winston's face was wonderful. <laughs> oh, true anguish. And as after the cop leaves, a shattered Winston sobs on Maddie's shoulder. And- <laughs> Manny has a very long suffering expression on his face. 
And that's the end of my fair shred. Well, there we go. We got three storylines. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> it was so fun. I think it really it's, it's was. like, it was a very entertaining episode. Oh my God. I'm still just so pleased we got a montage and two dream sequences. Like that is unheard of. <laughs> Ew. Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously, like this is uh, a, an embarrassment of riches. Honestly, like just a great time. Great job by everybody. And we learned words to live by. The dude is rude to crudely choose his food. <laughs> I'm so happy that's in our lives now. <laughs> Same. Oh, good. And it was nice to see people back too. And we didn't have like Cheryl. We're always missing someone, I feel like. Yeah, or of Enid. Bring someone in we haven't seen in a while. And yeah, it's funny actually, because they made this whole thing of Enid and Manny, like getting together what? and kissing in the Christmas episode. And we have not <gasps> seen them together since. It's like, what's going on, lads? Are they still together? What's the story? <laughs> We've had two ep. This is like the third episode since mm. then, and like yeah. last week was you know Enid's family, yeah, hot show- hold down, hold down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I suspect we will have uh, might have a little Enid Manny moment next week because I've seen the episode description and the title. Oh. Okay, it's- hit me with the title. Well, it's Sweet Valley Fever. Oh, that could be anything. However. The first line of the blurb is Jessica plans a 70s disco dance at Sweet Valley after Edith gives her the idea. Oh my God, they've already got the bell bottoms. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Your bell bottoms are mine. Holy shit, a dancing episode. Yes. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. Oh, the last one was so good. So, oh, wow. Okay, I have high expectations for this one. <laughs> oh, no. Well, come on, we've got to like... Steal ourselves for disappointment. Now. Okay. Don't get our hopes up too it's, it's high. But probably it's safer tr- to go into episodes that way. You're right. You're right. I would <laughs> calm myself down for two weeks' time. <laughs> well, Pi Beta Alpha siblings, what did you think of my fair shred? And uh, do <laughs> let we us- love him. <laughs> we adore him. And oh my god, I can't believe we've only got four episodes in the shred universe. Oh. Very depressing. <sighs> But uh, let's enjoy it while we have them. Yeah. And do let us know what you think. You know where to find us. We are, oh, well, are we on Twitter? I don't know. Uh, with the sinking ship, we're still there. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> just about. Um, it's SVH Podcast. <laughs> yes, you can uh, send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast. Now, there was a lot of love for Jensen Ackles oh last week. God, so much. It was very funny. People just realizing that was him as well in certain screenshots because the comments were just like, oh my God, is that Jensen Ackles? <laughs> <laughs> Which was delightful. Photog Shad said, Jessica Wakefield and Dean Winchester, my worlds collide. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of love just for Supernatural in general, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, knew, we, I knew it was a, a much loved show, but um, but there we go. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, maybe we need to check it out. Finally. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> when we run out of episodes for this TV show, we're going to find something to talk about. <laughs> well, I actually did realize that American Amazon, which is what we are watching uh, the series on, um, thanks to VPNs, mm-hmm. has Melrose Place. Now, I haven't seen an episode of Melrose oh. Place since the 90s. Oh my God, same. I, I put on the pilot, which I don't think I ever saw when it aired, because no. my memories are all of the Heather Locklear oh, era. Yeah. Oh, mine were all, it was like random episodes here and there. I wasn't really following any major kind of 
Well, same, because I was in college when it aired and I don't know what night it was, but if something was not on a, a Sunday night like the X-Files in the mid-90s, I did not see it because yeah, I was yeah. not at home in my parents' house watching telly. But um, one, of the first, one of the main characters is like a dance teacher and her first line is her coming down and saying, oh, she's late to teach cardio punk. Are you fucking <laughs> Oh my god. Swear to God. Fucking hell. Clearly there was a whole cardio funk movement that just bypassed me in the nineties anyway, or did not land in Ireland, it seems. I do not think I had ever heard the words cardio funk together before that episode of this TV series. And oh yet goodness. there it was several years earlier. So like that first episode of Melmo's Place aired in like autumn 92. <laughs> And they were cardio funking up a storm. That is incredible. Oh my God. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you never know for a bonus. We could expand into other TV universes. That's from... true. Yeah. Or or possibly TV movies. We did get a great email. Uh, now, I didn't have it ready, actually. Uh, but someone did send us a link to like a movie that was <gasps> Oh my up, God. And it's basically... Margot's story. (laughs) Holy shit, it was. Where is it? This movie. Yes, it was Yvonne Greeley sent it to us. She was flicking through the TV guide and came across the attached. Did someone go and make the Margot movie? And it's a thing called Framed by My Sister. (laughs) So it's like this actress takes a triple role in this thriller. Twins Raina and Alex are shocked to discover they have a triplet, wonderfully named Trinity, who who was separated from them at birth, of course. To make matters worse, it turns out Trinity is plotting to frame one of her sisters for murder and then kill the other siblings. <laughs> Marco, is that you? I need to find this fucking movie, but like, there you go. This might be a PBA movie club. Oh my God. We will think of something. We'll be on to Mother May I Sleep With Danger and all the classics. <laughs> Um, the only thing is, is that they can be hard to find yeah, on true. this side of the uh, of the Atlantic. But mm. you know, we'll, we'll do our best. We can, we can do some investigating, <laughs> but we also oh, probably have another year of of Sweet Valley High season four before we need to uh, to get too stressed oh, yeah. about it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we could always go on to Melrose's place, given the Cartier Funk I mean, connection. Is, I'm kind of sold. I gotta say, <laughs> and I have to say that Heather Locklear had serious Jessica Wakefield energy. Oh. As villainess Amanda. Amanda, so, fucking hell. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Wasn't, yeah. Because I think I the, remember, oh, the actress that was in Ali McBeal was yes. in Melrose Place and she was really she, bitchy in Melrose Place, but she was really nice in Ali McBeal. <laughs> right? No, she's actually, no. no, I think it was the other way around. She was oh. nice in Melrose Place and she was, was she Billy's wife in Ali McBeal? Yeah. Ironically, her housemate is. Billy, who is one of the characters I did remember in Melmo's Place. (laughs) It's just mad how a programme that you saw like random episodes of. Unlike Beverly Hills 90210, like which I saw a lot of Mm. because it was on at the weekends. So I would see it when I was sort of recovering (laughs) (laughs) beforehand. (laughs) And it started a bit earlier when I was like before I was in college, but it was uh yeah, it's uh, it's a sight to behold. Um, I do recommend checking it out. I think probably skip straight to the Amanda era because she doesn't come in t- until towards the end. But uh, if you want to hear a cardio funk reference, it's in the first ten minutes. So. 
That is amazing. <laughs> what a revelation. But do, do send in your suggestions, listeners, for things that we might check out. Yeah. I mean, bonus if they're available on YouTube. True. Or... <laughs> Are widely available on streaming platforms of some sort, but uh, but yeah, like as I say, we've got about a year to figure it out. But yeah, we are definitely open to suggestions for uh, what the hell we're going to do next for bonus content. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on this journey through uh, through Sweet Valley, whatever whatever the future may hold. We really really appreciate all mm. of you supporting the show. Um, you are the wind beneath our wings, and hopefully, some of you will be at our live show next week. Oh my God, it's next week. Holy shit. I get nervous when I think about it too much, but it will actually be great crack. <laughs> It'll be so fun. I haven't read the book yet. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of saving it for like, so I'll have like fresher reactions or something. I don't know why. <laughs> the blurb says, because I, I do have the book out. Oh. I did dig it out, but uh, and it is next to my desk. Mm-hmm. And apparently it is the twins' most dangerous mystery yet. Oh, come Quite on. Not hard to believe. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> So what year did it come out? Let's see. Oh, wow. 88. Oh, we are smack bang back in the middle of the like classic age, aren't we? Yes. Jeffrey is in it. (gasps) Hashtag poor Jeffrey. Ranger Jeff. Yes. (gasps) He's alive. I mean, I, I do sometimes wonder, like, what was the rest of the book? like timeline like for poor old Jeffrey one minute he's at the heart of the gang he's like one of you know one of the lads Mm. friends with Winston you know centre of of the action part of the gang yeah breaks up with with, uh, Liz never seen (laughs) again left for dead mentioned in passing maybe twice since they broke up he crops up in some role in the photography, like some yeah. reference to photography club or something like mm. that, but it's like it's very much in passing. Very much so. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, he'll be back. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> That's gonna be the most exciting part. But um <laughs> we we do hope we will get to see you here to scream in horror at the true Halloween horror that is Nicholas Nicholas Morrow. Morrow. <laughs> I think that's fair. What could possibly be creepier than Nicholas Morrow? Exactly. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, I think not. <laughs> oh, there's a true nightmare on Calico Drive. <laughs> oh, well, you can expect this kind of gold in person next week. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't forked out your money for a ticket, doesn't that make you want to pay? I mean... <laughs> Remember, there will be uh, costumes. I am going to wear an actual silk blouse. I've thought I have to. I I have to go for the one that's actually silk. Oh my God, I love that. So <laughs> I have to have that commitment. You know, I've I've got a. a they're both vintage, but one of them is satin. Uh, it's pink. It's pretty good, but nice. this one is real silk. It oh, was a yeah. bargain. Got in a vintage shop in Biarritz. Very Lila Fowler. Very. So I feel I I should. I should don it for the occasion. You put on that shirt, you flatten your face and we see you all (laughs) next Thursday. And it will have to be, it is dry clean only, unlike the other one that you can just chuck in the washing machine. So like the Sweet Valiants, I will be blithely forking out a cleaning fee. Oh, you'd be picking up your dry cleaning and heading for the Headstuff studio. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Well... 
we will see you in the Headstuff Studios next week when oh we find out what happens when the twins have <laughs> no place to hide oh in brackets God. from Nicholas Morris. I guess, yeah, <laughs> sure. Oh, but also our actual episode will be out on the main feed on Friday next week because we are recording on the Thursday. So just yes. to keep that in mind in case you are waiting and looking on Thursday going, where the fuck is the episode? <laughs> It'll be out Friday. So just one one little delay and then we'll be good to go. Yes. Almost live. And of course, you know, some of you will be tuning in to, to see it in person. Yes. Um, so, well, some of you will be literally in person, but some of you will be watching us live from your offices, from your homes. I guess taking long lunch breaks. You you guys have figured it out. I'm I'm excited. It's going to be great fun. We will wait for the live stream. <laughs> oh, of course we will. And uh, if you can't watch it as it airs because of, you know, work and hmm. possibly being asleep at whatever time zone you're in, uh, it will be available to yes. watch you'll be able to see the costumes you'll be able to see the uh the silk blouses the prizes uh all the shenanigans all the madness yes bank accounts hopefully there you go um, yeah or faces as we discuss whatever the fuck nicholas morrow is doing this time. Oh, yeah well you'll be able to see how horrified we yeah. actually look when we're recording this thing it's true the full picture it's gonna be great <laughs> indeed well, we will see you there either in person or over the airwaves um, in one week and one day. Mm. So, you know, it's uh it's it's all you know not too long to wait. No. But we will see you all again <laughs> back <laughs> in the silver and gold clubhouse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> When we find out what happens when we don our bell bottoms oh and are struck with sweet valley fever. Fucking hell. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. The dude is good who crudely chews his food. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. <laughs> 